0: Welcome to the Recruitment Flex with Serge and Shelly. I'm Serge.
1: And I'm Shelly. And we talk all things recruitment starting right now.
0: Welcome to the Recruitment Flex. I'm Serge. And as always, joined by Shelly Billinghurst. How's it going, Shelly? It's going
1: great, Serge. It's going really well. Super excited about today. We get to see a lot of tech. We do this all day long, always listening to podcasts from around the world. But When you introduced who our guest is going to be today, I was like, oh my God, I can't wait for this. So with no further delay, I have the privilege and honor to introduce our guest today. It is Mr. Eric Ayers, who is the CEO of Good Seeker. Eric, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Eric, I can't wait to get into this. I'm just going to hit you with the first question here. Talk to us a bit about who is Eric and your journey into HR technology.
2: Excellent. And again, thank you so much for the opportunity to uh, to talk to you. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to see your excitement. It makes me know everything we do is worth it, which feels really rewarding. So I appreciate that. My background has always been in sales and marketing and professional services. I was a CMO of a consulting firm and spent a lot of years in the big four consulting, doing business development. Always had a strong marketing inclination. In graduate school, I studied word science of all things. It has a fancier name, but let's just say trying to spot patterns and predict the future using words written today. And we were using it to evaluate future trends and policy and things that might impact businesses in the future. And I never knew it would come full circle to use words to help companies grow. I say that as it relates to my journey because... In one of my roles in consulting, I had the opportunity to run recruiting. I was asked by the CEO, we were growing fast, hiring people around the world. He said, let's try something different. Let's look at this more like sales and marketing. And that's how I got into the world of recruiting and HR. So it was really through the marketing lens. And I still maintain that today. And it's really baked into everything that GoodSeeker is. And it's unique and special because I've had the opportunity to learn from so many amazing people who have been in this space for so long so I feel like the product and everything we're doing with Good Seeker is really a fusion of the best of both right now. We're running recruiting, I started talking to candidates and trying to figure out why they were going elsewhere. And they started saying things like, you all look the same. You say the same things, your values on your website are the same. And I was like, this is a bummer because good stuff does happen here. It was frustrating because you look at reviews and I'm like, the full story is not getting out there. We hear about these things, I call them micro moments inside the organization. It's like the world doesn't know about this stuff. It's locked mm-hmm. inside employees' heads. And that's a the challenge is it's there. You can find it. Long story short, set out to build Good Seeker to pull amazing culture content with the center of the story being the employee out of organizations so that they can be used both internal and external. My journey started in marketing and now leads me here today.
1: So What is good seeker? How do you do it?
2: Yeah, you'll love this. I was actually doing a demo the other day and somebody said, you know, I'm I'm going to call it this. We are a platform that you absolutely have to see to fully understand. When I showed this person that she goes, wow, this is an employee story collecting thingy. (laughs) Thingy, yes. Okay, okay. That, that might be a new category. I don't know. I've heard employee story discovery platform, and I've heard it's a tool to build a library of employee stories from within the organization in an automated way. And so to answer your question, what is it? It is absolutely software. It's not a service. And what we learned is you can't see yourself in your own story, meaning... When you do things at work that make a difference, it's sometimes hard to realize that. It does take somebody else to spot it. And that's the genesis of recognition. Often recognition falls short because it's just, hey, thumbs up, good job. It doesn't really hit the appreciation and the why piece. So if we could make it easy for people to... Capture a story by tapping words, showing them words, and making them think, oh, generosity. I see that word. That is how I feel, but I wouldn't have said that otherwise. It's a novel approach. You show people words and their brain starts clicking. So, what we said is, let's build that kind of story aid props, into a yeah. product where people could literally tap words, build story, and it evolved from there. Think of it as software that you use to launch story-seeking campaigns inside your company where people can tap words, record videos, and build a story, their story from their lens, share it internally, and then also we share it externally. One of the amazing things that I discovered on the marketing side is like that internal story has so much value externally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And most people don't think that. They don't realize that. But the world's changed so much. Candidates looking to engage and get to know organizations who have a heart and soul. They're Mm -hmm. really trying to connect in different ways the employee story about three people being innovative to solve maybe a small problem candidates want to see that like that's what they want to see and our platform just makes it really simple to capture that at scale inside your organization
1: it's so true
0: yeah i'm so glad you mentioned at the start everything is swimming in the same sea of sameness right you're going to all of these yeah. career sites and it's it's showing exactly the same wording and it, it doesn't feel authentic. And in this current labor market, candidates have options. How do you stand out from those Mm -hmm. other companies that are saying very similar things and it looks like corporate (laughs) bullshit across the board. And one of the things that candidates have been very clear is I wanna know it from someone that is working inside there. I want a real story, none of this facade. I wanna know what the real story of that company and they do trust people that are working within the company as much as possible. And I'm not talking about overproduce videos that we see a lot of companies do they're looking for some type of authentic message if we look at the concept of employee generated content why do you think it's an opportunity to differentiate your brand in
2: very similar content across the internet authentic trusted employee generated stories are the ultimate bullshit detector yeah. they give people a reason to believe you because they don't believe marketing like we think they do. They don't believe the CEOs. Like, the, Although I'm looking at some data that says they're becoming a bit more trusted, which is good news. But generally speaking, the employee is almost viewed as a third party inside your organization. It's an untapped source of content through the lens of people that candidates trust the most. Exactly what you said. And candidates now want to envision success. They want to see and have confidence that you are walking the talk. Yeah. Because they want to grow. They, they, they want to be the best that they can. I know the world's changed a bit, but we're human and we're looking for proof that yeah. we can succeed. The small, authentic, micro stories. That's one of the things our, our product does is really force the creation of a story. Because again, I use that example. Hey, great job. Thumbs up. That was really awesome. Throw in a gift card and it's you know forgotten in a month. It doesn't really move the needle in meaningfulness, but stories structured in a very specific way do sear on the brain differently.
1: Mm-hmm. So our
2: product kind of makes you think about how you feel and makes you think about the, the skills and talents, maybe even lessons learned. But if you can apply that story to a small thing, I often say like the smaller the thing that mattered, the more believable it is externally. And the beauty of that is that on that internal side, too, people involved in stories, either as an author or somebody named in a story, it feels really good to know that the small things you do make a make an impact. And I think that's missing. And uniquely to your point, that's what candidates want to see. The other stuff matters too. There's yeah. a lot of different ways you can tell your story as a brand, and they're they're great. I love that we're even talking about this and having this conversation. But getting a little bit deeper into the heads of people and employees. And capturing those smaller things unscripted, it's gold from a trust perspective externally.
0: Well, and the data shows that's what candidates want to see. It makes a lot of sense. There is a massive challenge for organizations out there right now that are looking at creating employee-generated content because getting the buy-in and the instructions is something that is maybe overwhelming for a recruitment or an HR professional that doesn't have a marketing background. It's not in their world. So creating these types of campaigns and all the incentives to create this content is a massive challenge. Say you were the leader of a talent acquisition department, and this is one of your strategies, you are going to create a lot of your content from your employees. Where would you start? How would you do it? And how would you leverage GoodSeeker
2: to be able to help you do it? Yeah, that's a podcast in and of itself. And I think that is the biggest challenge is execution, and where to start. I have talked to so many companies, kind of everybody's at a different maturity level in their readiness for employee story. I'll talk to one, they're like, all in. Why wouldn't we roll this out to a thousand employees? And somebody else, no way I'll ever do that. Let's start with a small team. Every organization is different in terms of how they get started. But our general advice is, it is to start small. You know, I think it's important to understand how many people can a single story inside my organization help. For example, that story might help the employee get visibility because internal mobility is important to us. Recruiting can definitely use it because we need more personalized content to outreach to candidates. The onboarding team might be able to use it as well because getting people connected to our culture faster generates more employee referrals from new hires faster. If you put the story in the center and think strategically about who all can benefit You start to build a case for your entire employee story collecting journey. And I think if you do that early, you're armed with the confidence to sell it internally. With that in mind, thinking about the big impact, executing it on a small level to start. I tell people Mm -hmm. one of the best ways to do it is to look at a job description. Take a job description that is hard to fill, read it, and call bullshit on yourself. Highlight all the words in there that you think somebody externally By the way, after they look at one of the 30 review sites out there, they look at your job description and if they had a red marker, they would circle the words that they don't believe. Start there. Anybody can do it. It's simple. Then say, all right, I need to collect stories related to that word. It may be something that's not a bad thing. It's something you really want to reinforce because... It's just not surfacing on the review sites or it's it's not coming out. So we really need to emphasize that. And maybe a word you need to neutralize. We're saying this here, but everybody's saying this here. We need stories to prove this word. So start with a single word related to a job description and then invite a few people. Obviously sign up for Good Seeker. Invite a few people, maybe from your resource group, either formal or informal ambassador group. So start with people who are already bought in, collect some stories from them related to that word, share a couple of those stories with a few candidates, get them to say yes a lot faster. And so you get the immediate ROI on why the story is so powerful. And then you'll start to figure out where else can we deploy this and how. But I think a really simple campaign tied to one word in a job description is the best way to get started.
1: So Eric... I need more. I need more here because you're, you keep referring to one word and I I need to sink my teeth into something here. Can you give us an example of a a client or a company that you're working with? Who's doing this really well? I'm not quite grasping what you mean by choosing one word.
2: I mean, obviously you read job descriptions. Think about all the claims in there, right? Right.
1: (laughs) Oh, we're innovative. And
2: again, I'll come from the services world. because it's really hard as a services company to distinguish. We all say the same thing. They do. And it's really who does it the best, improves it. But let's say we like creative people who are innovative and self-directed. There's three great oh, words. Oh, dear God. Right? You
1: show me a job description that doesn't say that.
2: Great.
1: <laughs> and I'll yeah. shake your
2: hand. That's what I was like. It's okay. So easy. You just great example. Jobs. Thank right. you. Okay. So go. You, that's a word. And now you got to go find examples. So you launch this campaign and there's all kinds of ways to make it fun but people submit stories to that campaign you collect them we make it really easy for them so somebody who's done that really well they're a, a mid sized they're slightly over 100 employees it's not a big company but they've done massive things with us uh evans consulting i'll give him a shout out the first time i talked to the ceo it was like what do you mean by stories people don't have stories in their heads and i said trust me and nearly 600 stories later You know, I would venture to say they'll never worry about onboarding people through their values and culture again. They have content that they can bundle, taking those three words, come up with 20 examples of those three words, put them on a page and send it to the passive candidate who says, "Where? where have you been all my life? The content is there. My advice to some hesitant people would be trust that people have things that they wish they could say that they don't have a platform to do it.
1: Um, So true. It it is. Oh my God.
2: No matter who you are, it is there. The organization that cares enough to ask is going to win. Um, yeah. But yeah, Evans Consulting is great just because of their size. I and mean, this is really valuable content. And at scale, you know, imagine what a big company could potentially do. Not that you have to get that kind of volume to get benefit out of, I mean, once, you know, 10 stories could be huge. It is possible. And I love what they've done.
0: What has been the user case in this particular situation as far as it driven more applicants, better conversion when it comes to sourcing those candidates? How have they been leveraging? it
2: yeah they're interesting one of the big value points from them i didn't really see it coming was the uniqueness of the onboarding look recruiting doesn't end when the employee starts we all know those first 90 days and certainly the first couple of months are really key to whether or not you're going to retain them and whether or not they're going to be an ambassador for you i think it really sets the tone so how quickly can you get person to feel connected to your employer brand even better when their story is part of your employer brand, but showing people these examples so they can start to behave innovative, collaborative, all those words that you say that people don't really understand what you mean, you show them real proof these stories, they start to understand how to deliver those things. Mm -hmm. Um, And it makes them more connected and and ultimately drives employee referrals. I I didn't anticipate the benefit in that area being so significant.
1: Help me understand the best channels to share this because you you referred a moment ago to you put it on paper. What channels are companies using to share employee-generated content?
2: You know, our our platform, think of it as the tool to collect at scale. Mm -hmm. You centralize it in one place, tons of data, you can do all kinds of stuff. People don't live in Good Seeker. We we know that. So it is about pushing it out to other places. And whether it's using our product or other tools that are out there, certainly LinkedIn's a massive channel for this. I just saw some data from Rally on posts on LinkedIn that are, hey, we're hiring, check out this job. Is it working? And it's increasingly not working.
1: It never I mean, has. And, and it's in fact, so it's, lame. Now it's lazy. become
2: spam. And uh. like no employee wants to share that, even though the recruiting marketing team say, hey, can you share this online? They're like, eh, I don't want to spam my friends. It's
1: just garbage.
2: It's garbage. Social media is a powerful outlet. I think when you push a story first, opportunity second, it makes those networks even more valuable. So I don't think that's going away. I just think we're a great alternative way to promote your brand through your employees in those networks. Um, talent network newsletters. I'm hearing a lot of that. So any existing mm. communications, I mean, that's one of the things we do is say, what are all the current lanes that you're currently leveraging? Yeah. Newsletters, internal and definitely external, you know, have people signed up for text? All those become channels to push your content into. So definitely talent network related communications. Um, embed in your own website. So many people have invested in their careers page. With our product, you can embed it all on your site. It doesn't have to live just in Good Seeker you made the investment you got to drive traffic there so when people get there that's got to be a channel there are some review sites out there that let you pull in rss feeds and things like that those are great channels to push employee generated content into i mean we enable all of that
0: on our last episode we talked about sourcing true linkedin the response rates have gone dramatically down and How I leverage employee-generated content is exactly in that way. Instead of sending just a random message, hey, your profile looks great, attaching a video to those messages make a big difference, either by email or whatever way that you're approaching it. Video just creates something different that people are willing to look at. You mentioned the talent. Community. It's a really interesting one because I I have all these potential candidates that are engaged with my brand. This is an opportunity to keep showing them what our culture is. Have you seen someone do it really well on what I would call the talent management side or the culture side? Because a lot of companies are looking for ways
2: to to showcase their culture and retain it. And retain it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Good Seeker has two sides of the coin. It's internal and external. I think companies need to do exactly what you're saying. You have to actually market yourself to yourself, particularly in a work from home world and how decentralized organizations are now. You, you have to promote through proof, you know, what you stand for as an organization to your own employees, particularly if you're looking for them to be ambassadors and to help you drive employee referrals or something like that. Also, the talent management piece. It's visibility for the right reasons. Look, people want to be needed. They, they want to be utilized. They're hoping you discover their hidden talents. You know, i never forget, I talked to a woman in an organization who played a particular role and she had shared a story. And somebody I found out said, why did she share that story? She was talking about herself and her team. And you do run into that. So back to the advice, you will always have the naysayers when it comes to employee content. Like you have to let that brush off because there are way more people who understand it. So this person told me like, why did she do that? And I actually talked to her. And she said something fascinating to me. And it was, I want to be utilized and I'm underutilized. I worked on a project and that project brought out my hidden talents related to research. I'm not in a research role, but I got to do research. And I was really excited to share the fact that through this platform that, you know, I have research skills so that people would come and utilize me so I could be more helpful to the organization. I share that because I think it's about not only just building your personal brand internally, but demonstrating what you can do for an organization through stories, getting access to opportunity, any company interested in mobility, documenting skills in you and new and unique ways, stories can do that for you. And the potential there is pretty significant.
0: It, it is. And as we started the show, there's plenty of opportunities for companies to be different. This is a prime market right now, talent acquisition. We've never seen as much investment as we're seeing in HR tech. So why are you not a billionaire yet?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe
1: he is, Serge, how do you know? You checking his bank account?
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a good question, man. I, I love it. I love the questions that make me reveal my weaknesses. You know, we need help again. I come from the marketing world. When we first started this journey, it was definitely pre-COVID. I had nine out of ten people say, "Why would we ever want an employee story? Like, why would we ever want anybody to see our employees?" That's when wow. we started. And fast forward, pandemic. I mean, think the world's changed. But I come at it from a marketing lens. And, you know, building out the network of of people who are willing to embrace something new they haven't seen before is definitely harder than I thought it would be, in all candidness. And getting the word out through platforms like yours is huge. It really means a lot. I know we can, you know, it's a cliche, but I know we can transform organizations with this. I know we can truly help people be their best at work. And feel good about helping you recruit talent at the same time. Yeah, I'd love to be a billionaire, but I'd also love to make a (laughs) gigantic impact. And that's the reason why this company exists. This industry is frustrating, right? Because
0: we are always a little bit behind as far as the adoption compared to marketing or other departments. So I I can definitely see a challenge with that. But I think the tide is turning. I'm seeing it firsthand you don't know how many times I've get asked, I don't even know where to start. I don't know what to do. I've tried doing Mm -hmm. something, but it just fell apart because I couldn't get the engagement. Well, everyone listening, here's your solution. This fixes everything on that end. And CEOs are asking, what are you doing that's different to recruitment departments? And they're like, we're posting to this job board and this job board. They're basically doing the same as everyone else. So I think this is such a unique tool that helps something that the job seekers are saying, we want stories, we want the real story from real employees and boom, here you go. I do think you have an exceptional opportunity here in the current landscape that we are in. In saying that, there is a lot of tools that are coming. There's a lot of noise in HR tech, but what do you think is going to be the biggest disruptor in the recruitment space in the next couple of years?
2: Thinking about work from home, you know, it's a massive tectonic shift in how people are going to have to think about their employer brand, their employee value proposition, recruiting, everything's been turned upside down and and there are downsides to it, but there are pros to it. I'll go back to, I was talking to somebody, uh, did a demo and the person said, gosh, you know, for the past 10 years, we got talent because we offered remote work. And it really worked like it, it was a huge thing. Now it's, it's a good company. They got a lot of things going for them, but that was their table stake in their industry. That was a huge differentiator. And this person was like, we have to completely rethink what we offer to employees in terms of their experience. And how do we keep them part of the brand when they're not here? Like they've made the decision to be largely you know, a support, a remote work environment. I think that has massive implications for technology, has massive implications for recruiting. When your employee can swap jobs without ever leaving a seat, when your employee can be recruited by a recruiter who's in Virginia who can recruit somebody in Calgary, you know, all those things are putting a lot of pressure on organizations to rethink the value proposition and how they keep culture together. That's not defined by four walls anymore. It can't be. If it was you're in trouble. And I love, you know, good seeker for that too, because I think stories can bond people together, no matter where they are, particularly if they align with things like your values, but yeah, finding ways to keep culture together, meaningful, and to use it as a differentiator are hard and critical at the same time.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree. Even personally, I will say, Eric, when I was in a job working for someone else, I've got such incredible stories. But you're right. I didn't know who to tell. And even then, what are they going to do with it? Right? My one last question about Good Seeker, how do you put legal's mind at ease? I, I always think legals going to get their fingers in there. Marketing will be all for it. But what does Good Seeker do that will keep the lawyers from cleansing all this? Right. That's my fear, is we get all these great stories and legal's like, oh no, no, no. We can't say stuff like that. We can't share stories like that.
2: Yeah. And some level of that exists everywhere. It's the nature of the business that you're in, right? I mean, we have built in controls. That's one of the things that is also unique, maybe from my background working in accounting firms, I understand this issue related to controls, but nothing becomes public through our platform without it being approved. There's various levels of approval associated with it. You can break glass when needed, take the story down. You know, I, I thought that employees would see the approval process as they're censoring me. And it actually wasn't that. It was not the issue and concern that I had anticipated. They actually saw the controls built into the product as something helpful because I think most of the stuff that gets out that shouldn't is inadvertent, right? You know, I write a story and I mention a client. I can't mention a client. And the benefit that they saw was somebody there to help make sure they don't inadvertently make a mistake. So the story steward, we call them, can make sure you don't get yourself in trouble. We've blended this need for control with being helpful at the same time. That yeah, is I mean,
1: perfect. I mean, there's, there, there's
2: always risk, but again, um, Good Seeker. Yeah, I do want the domain name Ad Seeker as well.
1: That's exactly what I was looking for, Eric, because I was thinking the nervous lawyer is like, no, we are not doing this. Eric, this yeah, has just yeah. been so incredible. After the podcast here, I'm going to sign up and, and get myself a demo so I can be a, an evangelist for Good Seeker. This is just so amazing. If somebody in our audience just can't wait, and they, they want to reach out to you. How do they find you? What's the best way to get in touch with you? I'll
2: throw an email out there. Eric.airs, Eric with a K at goodseeker.com. Happy to email me. Even if it's just to talk about the topic. I love learning from people and sharing my knowledge as well. So that's always open door. And of course, goodseeker.com. We have a start free. There's actually a free plan. You can just get going with it.
1: Thank you, Eric. This is uh, just a fabulous product. Uh, The the potential to me is I've got goosebumps. This is fantastic. I
0: I think you have to hire uh, Shelly because, man, she's a fan. She's a fan. I
1: am. Yes, I am officially. You can check mark that. I am a fan of Good (laughs) Seeker. Thank you so much, Eric. And I look forward to hearing from you again.
2: You're very welcome. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to answer your questions. Appreciate it. Take care.